You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of ACB Advocacy Update. Clark was just saying I'm going to kick it off, and I had this mental image of me kicking my leg up in the air. So I like that energy as we start our episode today. Um, So this is ACB Advocacy Update. Hopefully you guys have been listening to us in the past. Um, But we are here just to talk about what's going on in the ACB world and what we're doing here in the advocacy space. So again, I'm Claire. I'm the Advocacy and Outreach Specialist. And I'm Clark Rockfall, Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. So thank you to everyone who's joining us over ACB Radio. And welcome to everyone listening to the podcast via your favorite podcast player. Uh, And if you also agree that Claire could use more energy, which I think is something we all say from time to time, (laughs) uh, feel free to let us know at advocacy at acb.org. And you can always find out more about ACB on the website at acb.org. Definitely check us out. So we are really excited today to have one of our very own ACB members here to speak, also one of our great leaders in ACB. Um, So we're going to go ahead and jump in with some questions. But before we do, Miss Sarah Conrad, can you introduce yourself to everybody? I'd love to. Thank you, Claire and Clark, for having me speak today. Hello, everyone. I'm Sarah Conrad. Um, I am from Madison, Wisconsin. I am currently You very don't say involved. Wisconsin the way I thought you would say it. Well, you know, I try to, to hide my Midwestern accent as much as possible, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, I'm very involved in ACB. I'm on, uh, in my final year, actually, uh, as a board member for ACB, and in my second year as president of CCLVI, which is the Low Vision Affiliate. Uh, and I grew up in Michigan, and I attended Calvin College, now Calvin University uh, in Michigan, uh, graduated in, um, uh, with a major in special education. Then I came to Wisconsin for law school, uh, graduated from the University of Wisconsin Law School about uh, just over a year ago. And I currently work as a policy analyst for the Wisconsin Department of Children and Families. And I'm excited to be here today. I'm joined right here at my desk at work with my lovely guide dog, Renee, who is sleeping on the job. And I'm excited to share um, whatever you would find interesting today. Thank you for introducing Renee. That was actually my next question. So <laughs> the guide dogs always need an introduction too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Guide dogs, they work so hard and then they get so lazy. <laughs> so Sarah, how did you get involved with ACB? Sure. I was a scholarship winner back in 2009. So um, I just graduated high school and uh, was 18 and traveling on my own for the first time and wound up in Orlando, Florida for the uh, ACB convention. Uh, I got immediately involved in ACB students at the time. Um, I was actually elected secretary by the end of that week. And uh, never, never stopped <laughs> going ever since. So um, 10 years in this great organization. That's great. That's actually how I got involved myself, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I was a scholarship winner in 2007 and the rest is history. So I love hearing scholarship winners that stay involved and um, become great leaders like yourself. It's really exciting. Thanks. 
Yeah, what an ACB success story. That's right. So you went from a scholarship winner to secretary of ACB students. And, yes. And then, and then what happened? Well, then I selected, the following year, I was elected president of ACB students. So I served as president for three years. Uh, and while I was president of the student group, I was also elected to ACB's board of directors. Um, was really excited to get a young person uh, on the board. <laughs> and then um, as I, I graduated law school, so I wasn't really a student anymore, uh, thank goodness, I <laughs> decided to get more involved in CCLVI. Actually, while I was in law school, I was a scholarship winner with CCLVI. So I, I got involved with them and served on their board as a director um, before becoming president. So Sarah, for those who do not know, what is CCLVI? CCLVI stands for the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. Uh, so like I said, it's uh, ACB's Low Vision affiliate. Um, we have people in our affiliate who um, have every, every sort of place on the spectrum of blindness. So we have people who have just uh, a little bit of vision loss to people who are totally blind but had vision before. Um, and so we, uh, we serve a very broad group uh, of individuals. Some of the individuals, like myself, um, lost their vision um, early on in life. Others, um, I would say the majority of our members uh, lost their vision later in life or progressively throughout life. Um, and it's, it's just a really great place for uh, individuals to feel not only connected with the blindness community in ACB, but also to share some of the unique um, challenges that we have as people with some usable vision. That's great. Um, I think that's, uh, I'm just going to do a, a selfish plug and hopefully <laughs> you can put in your two cents on this, but I'm talking about uh, issues that are unique and specific to the low vision community. Um, that's actually related to one of our imperatives that we've been working on in 2019, <clears throat> excuse me, which has to do with the Medicare demonstration um, for low vision devices. Um, so specifically funding via Medicare devices that are used by people with low vision. So we're talking about uh, video magnification devices or um, different uh, monoculars or all the toys that are out there. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that bill and why it's important to the low vision community? Absolutely. Uh, so CCLVI um, and, you know, our individual members have been partnering with ACB for a long time about issues um, that impact not only the blindness community as a whole, but also people with some vision. Uh, in order to live an independent life, it is, I would say, crucial for uh, people with low vision uh, to have access to low vision devices. and. We're not talking about glasses. We're not talking about um, you know tiny little things that someone can pay out of pocket. We're looking at things that are truly life changing. We're looking at video magnifiers that uh, increase the the size of the document that or or whatever they're trying to view uh, to um, to a much larger amount than let's say just a small little magnifying glass that you might have in your purse or pocket. Uh, and we are looking at these uh, lo looking at these as ways to stay independent. 
um, I, I think it's important for people of all ages, but I do think that um, especially as, um, you know, people are aging um, quite a bit in our community, uh, we see a need for individuals to continue to live independently. We're looking at how do you read your prescription bottles? How do you um, read your bills? How do you manage medical and personal and financial information? Uh, you know, things about daily living that without these video magnification uh, technologies, an individual may not be able to continue to live independently. Um, and they end up you know, losing their independence. They might have to, you know, go move in with someone or, or into a home um, where um, really uh, in the great scheme of things, um, these devices don't cost nearly as much as, say, assisted living. And um, we want to really encourage independence for people who are blind and visually impaired. Um, that's such a, you know, a common theme in, in ACB and in the blindness community. Um, there's a lot you know, just beyond being able to care for yourself, there's also just a lot of self-worth um, built in being independent. And we want people to thrive, be able to continue maybe working or living on their own or, or caring for their children or um, or for their, their furry friends or whatever, um, to have that um, sense of independence. Yeah, and we really appreciate the help of CCLVI, as well as all ACB members and getting the word out about the, the Medicare demonstration of coverage for low vision devices bill that's been reintroduced this Congress, it's HR 4129. And just to elaborate a little bit more on a point that you made, Sarah, these are video magnification devices. They can uh, enlarge text or objects that you're looking at, but Again, as Sarah mentioned, uh, a lot of CCLVI members are folks who have degenerative vision conditions and their vision has gotten worse over time later in life and their vision might not necessarily be stable where it is now. So it could continue to deteriorate and these are durable devices that are able to not just magnify to one degree, uh, one single you know, uh, say like 10x, but as somebody's vision deteriorates, they can go from 10x to 11 to 12 to 15 to 20, um, as well as change contrast and color ratios. So it, it's really a dynamic piece of equipment, whether it's stationary on a table surface or it's a piece of wearable technology that can really age with someone as their vision continues to change so that they can maintain that independence. Like Clark said, um, the bill that's currently um, been co originally co-sponsored by both the Democrat and Republican, so bipartisan, and has now also been co-sponsored by a few others, um, is out there and it's HR 4129. So we'd encourage everybody to reach out via email or phone or letter to their representatives to um, seek support for the bill. So again, that's HR 4129. Sarah, are there other uh, special projects or priorities for CCLVI? Um, so we are just getting started with our new year. Mm -hmm. um, we, had a, we had a great year last year, um, just having kind of a, 
a year of being steady and just um, kind of getting our um, our organization uh, more organized. Um, and this year, we're really focusing on connections. Um, I think like most affiliates in ECB, um, we often feel um, just disconnected with one another. And so we're working um, very carefully uh, and closely with our, our chapters that are in states um, and also just with our members at large. And because we are um, an international group, uh, we want that to be more connected. And so I do anticipate, uh, especially as we have a new legislative chair in our organization, um, that we will be able to do more legislatively um, and and just in encouraging individuals um, wherever they are, so local, state, and of course national advocacy. I think we'll be able to support ACB more, but I also think that we'll be able to focus on some more localized issues. Um, and I'm really excited about that. We don't have specific projects yet as we're just getting started with committees uh, for the year, but um, I, I think that we just really wanna empower individuals to share their stories because I think, uh, and, and I'm sure many uh, ACB members have experienced this, when you write a letter or you go physically to meet with someone on the Hill or, or someone maybe in your local government, uh, sharing your story, is really the most powerful thing to say, you know, this is the problem that I personally experienced. Here's an example. I'm a person just like you. Uh, can you help me? And here's mm -hmm. a way to help me. And so just really empowering voice in our low vision community uh, is definitely one of my main goals for the year and for um, the rest of my presidency um, and beyond because I, I really think sharing those personal stories it it helps um, the you know the the congressman or congresswoman or whoever or or their um, legal staff or whatever um, to uh, to be able to really understand the issue. It's not just here's a piece of paper uh, vote for this right. It, it really connects them, and so um, that's my goal for our. That's great. So I know, I feel like convention literally just ended not too long ago, <laughs> but coming up this coming summer in 2020 um, in Schaumburg, Illinois, are there any fun things that CCLVI is thinking about that um, our listeners might be interested in attending? Again, no pressure. I know it's far, far ways away, but anything exciting? It is. It is far away, but oh boy, it'll be coming. Uh, I, I have to <laughs> make a personal plug. I'm very excited that convention is only going to be three to four hours away from my home uh, and <laughs> Chicago is fabulous and Schaumburg is too uh, the actually the only thing I specifically know in Schaumburg is Ikea which is pretty fun but <laughs> probably, probably not where people at convention are going to go I mean I might but um no I mean Chicago is just fantastic I, I think people if they get into the city they're gonna love the the public transportation options um you know the beautiful Lake Michigan is there and there's just, I mean, a million things to do. Um, our convention committee uh, doesn't usually start meeting until November. So I don't know our exact plans. Um, we had a great convention this past year. Um, you know, we had these two fabulous luncheon speakers, um, <clears throat> Claire and Clark, uh, <laughs> who uh, discussed some low vision advocacy um, for us. We, we like doing our luncheon. So I anticipate that we would do that again. I'm, 
I'm not the chair. I delegate that one to someone else. Um, but I, I used to be a co-chair for that. Um, but I, I let someone else plan those things, but I'm sure we'll do some other fun opportunities. Um, I'd love to see us take advantage of the Chicago area. I think, um, it's a, it's an older city, but I, I think it's, one of the more accessible cities. And I, I hope that we celebrate that, not just in CCLVI, but in, in ACB as a whole and um, get people maybe out of the hotel a little bit more because there is so much to see and so much to do. Um, anyway, I, you know, I, again, I delegate this off to other people. I'm excited to see what ideas they have. We have a very dynamic convention committee um, and I can't wait to see all the fun we'll have in Schaumburg. Thanks. Sarah, for folks who want to learn more about CPLVI or become involved, um, what's the best way to find out information and who should they contact? So you're more than welcome to contact me. My email is president.cclvi.org. For general information, you can also go to our website, which is cclvi.org. Uh, if you email me, I'd be happy to connect you um, to whoever, you know, could best answer your question. I can answer some general questions, but I often um, like to connect people um, with you know, committee chairs or, or whoever would maybe even better be able to get you plugged in. Uh, and yeah, I, I really encourage, I mean, I know personally many individuals who are low vision, um, particularly because of, of aging, um, who are not involved in our organization. And I think um, if we can all, you know, try to encourage those individuals who maybe don't feel like they sort of fit the word blind um, to, you know, consider involvement, um, not only do I think it would help CCLVI, but I think it would help those individuals. And I really think it would help ACB. Mm -hmm. I think um, helping connect these, um, these individuals, show them, you know, the similarities, I think, um, between people with low vision and people who are blind, we have much more in common than different. Um, but CCLVI can give them a place uh, to work on their specific concerns um, while being a part of ACB. So um, please reach out to people you know, and I look forward to getting hopefully many emails from listeners. <laughs> That's great. And I just want to take a couple seconds to gush on Sarah that she talked about earlier. She got involved on the board during school and is the youngest member of the board. And I think that's so important because we have so many amazing leaders in ACB, but we are seeing a trend toward older leaders, which is great. But when older leaders, you know, eventually turn out and go on to, you know, their, their heyday, we need other leaders. So it's great to see younger leaders coming in and I'm getting involved. So just gushing on Sarah for jumping in at such a young age. So uh, great role model, Sarah. Thanks for doing that. Thank you. And Sarah, you really have been involved at the highest levels of ACB. I mean, I look forward to the Sarah Conrad presidency, you know, which is probably just, oh dear. just around the corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh dear. <laughs> I've already had buttons made. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah. But what advice would you give to, you know, the ACB students or the next geners who maybe don't see themselves as leaders in the organization? Well, you know, most of us didn't just jump into leadership, you know, when we were babies right we, we we all grown into the leaders that we are and I think um 
I would encourage anyone to at least get involved on a committee. Um, and I would say, you know, get involved on a committee in your affiliate if you are hoping to be in more leadership in your affiliate or you want to learn more about leadership in your affiliate. If you're looking more broadly to national leadership perhaps in your future or just want to know more, get on a national committee. I mean, um, and that doesn't mean that you have to. It doesn't mean that you're tied into that leadership, but you're going to get a taste of, of what that looks like, what that feels like, and you're also going to connect with mentors. Um, and, and that was really it for me was that um, not just in ACB, but throughout my life, um, I've had some amazing leadership and advocacy mentors um, that have really helped uh, me get to the place where I am today and will continue to help me um, move forward in the future. So get plugged in. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of us can get held back and you just stare at the mountain and <laughs> admire the the awe of its size and just how big it is but when you start taking those small steps forward and you start climbing you know step by step one hand over the other on the ladder you know pretty soon before you know it you're one of those leaders that everyone else is looking up to so clark that was beautiful i am <laughs> You're in, little, little you're in Tulane's eye over That's here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being on this episode, Sarah. Um, Sarah gave you her contact information. If you guys need to get a hold of Sarah and for whatever reason don't have her information, you can always reach out to us at advocacy at acb.org and we can make sure to connect you guys. So um, please take advantage of the resources that Sarah and CCLVI have for you guys. It's a great, great affiliate to get involved with. Yeah. And we'll be sure to put that information in the, uh, the notes for this podcast as well. If you want to learn more about CCLVI as well as other ACB affiliates, you can always visit acb.org slash affiliates. Great. Well, that's our show today. And Clark, what do we always say? Well, we might as well say it together. Okay. Um, One, two, two three. three. Keep, Keep advocating. advocating.